Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys. A podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine, or even a Cosmopolitan, and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today we have a very special guest. She is a lifestyle influencer and digital content creator. Please welcome Jarrah Foster Fell. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. I'm Thanks so excited. Thanks for being so much for being here. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the thing you just asked us, which sometimes I forget our guests don't know, is that we are going on this journey as we speak. We have yeah. not seen today's episode. I've been fiending for this, oh, this season. Because we haven't... I mean, last week we didn't record. We didn't watch an episode. We did a bonus episode. So last week we didn't get to watch an episode. So this Ooh, is so now be you're fun. like real it's thirsty. Oh, yeah, okay. we're, we're Jones. Real thirsty. <laughs> Especially because I'm scrolling through HBO app all the time now, watching a bunch of different shows. And... I see Sex in the City and it it's always just like, at it's, you. it's always click. looking at you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't do it. No one needs question, to know. Have either of you gone back and watched episodes that we've already seen just as, as some comfort food? No. No. Have you? I have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I have so not I found myself watching, hanging with the ladies occasionally. That's pretty what, great. What episode and for what reason? It, it was just like Katie, my wife, sometimes has uh, it, it on and I'll, I'll sit and just enjoy it. There with is her. something very comforting about rewatching Sex in the City. It's oh, like, yeah. Coming back to your friends that yeah. you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about your experience with Sex and the City. Oh my goodness. I am so excited because I feel like I grew up with Sex and the City. So I'm from New York originally, uh, born and raised, grew up in Manhattan. And I want to say I started watching Sex and the City when I was in sixth grade, which is probably around when it started. Yeah. Okay. And my vivid memory is being over at my friend Sarah's house in sixth grade and watching it maybe on HBO. I have some sort of VHS memory of it as well and staying up late. And it kind of felt like this secret thing that we weren't really allowed to do (laughs) because I'm sure my mom would not have been thrilled that a sixth grader, like 12 years old was watching sex in the city, but that's my sort of childhood memory of it. And it's a very fond memory in my heart. I just, I don't know if this exists, but when you said I grew up in Manhattan, I'm like, that's, that's a fact brag. It's completely oh, factual, oh, but it's like, oh, oh totally. That's so awesome. I it's love like, saying that. People me, are always like, what? You so I'm like, rare. we're a rare breed. I'm like, yes, brushing off my shoulders. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Have you ever tried living in a different city? <laughs> yeah, I've lived uh, several places. I lived in France for a year when okay. I was 16 in a town called Rennes. I moved out to Los Angeles for college. Okay. So I went to USC. So I was out in LA for about five years total. And then I lived in Boston for about three years. Oh, so That's you've fun. like been around. 
around. I've been around. Those are some yeah. good places to spend some time. Yeah, because usually yeah. when people leave, like who grew up in New York City, and when they leave, they're like, every other city is so boring and slow. I mean, did you, did, did okay, you find so that I had, a, I sort of had culture shock moving to LA uh-huh. because. I get to LA and I'm from New York and I'm like, let's plan things. Let's go to the beach. Let's like make a list for the party of things that we need. And everyone's like, slow down, man, (laughs) take a chill pill. And I'm like, this is crazy. Um, So it was definitely a bit of adjustment to uh, get my feet wet and sort of build a foundation there. But eventually I became a little bit more on the slow side. Yeah. That seems like that's a stereotype. That's actually true. That people are like East coast mentality is Mm. much more like driving ahead and just being like, let's just do this and this and there is like a super laid back thing of west coast in la that's very true i think that's that very has true. its advantages too but it's yeah. very true yeah but no i have that. a soft spot in my heart for la anytime i go back i always have a this twinge of oh i kind of wish i was bi-coastal just because yeah. i get out there and I, I do feel this weight sort of lift off my shoulders a little bit so i do love la yeah that's the yeah i think it's it's being a product of your environment as much as it's like like anytime I feel like I leave or I feel like a lot of people are like this. You're like, okay, I like this. And then you get back and you're like, I'm going to be more relaxed when I get back to New York. And then you get back. You're like, all right, fucking girl. <laughs> totally. That's exactly the words and sounds that come out of my mouth when I come back so to New York. We, we haven't talked to many people who lived through the Sex and the City renaissance okay. from, for like in New York City. Okay. Uh, everyone was alive during the time. But, um, <laughs> as someone who was in New York, pre-Sex and the City and now post-Sex and the City and kind of live through it. What are like the main things that you think the show, the ways that show change the city? Oh, goodness. It's hard. I feel like that's a little bit of a challenging question mm-hmm. for me because I was so young Got at it. the time in middle school. Yeah. But um, goodness, I think I, I haven't seen Sex and the City in a while. So okay. I'm excited to watch an episode with you yeah, guys yeah. today. But I think that I, anytime I see it, it sort of feels like how New York was back in the day, like uh-huh. pre dating apps and mm-hmm. pre Instagram. So it's sort of a, a walk into memory lane. And I think even though, of course, it's a show and things are exaggerated and uh, there's drama that happens in, in it, it um, is a good representation totally. of what New York was back in that time. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it seems like as much as it's changed, it's like whatever people's vision of what New York is now will change. Totally. It's, it's just like a changing city. So it's like, oh yeah, meatpacking district is totally different back then. Right. But whatever show happens now, we'll show some neighborhood and we'll be like, yeah, what, not like that anymore. Not, yeah, definitely exactly. not like that. Yeah. yeah. Where in the city did you grow up? I grew up all around. So when I was born, I think I was down on Varick Street okay. and then uh, Charles Street for a little bit, then 67th Street on the east side, 81st, another apartment on the 81st, back to 67th. Then when I moved back after Boston, I was on 42nd and Midtown, not great. Oh, wow. uh, that's another story. And then I moved to Brooklyn for a brief stint, six months. Not a huge fan. I chose a not great neighborhood. Um, <laughs> and then now I'm in the East Village, which I just absolutely love. That's where my heart is for sure. Yeah. That's oh my gosh. That's you it's all over. Yeah, yeah. You like in in living outside of New York and inside New York are very well rounded in yeah, terms of totally. different places. Uh, my fair share. Yeah. Of places. Where's been your favorite place? 
Um, in New York and out of New York. I, I would say in New York, 100% where I am now in the East mm, Village. Yeah. I think I like to be in the thick of things. Yeah. People always say, oh, I like Manhattan, but I want to move to Brooklyn or wherever it's, where it's quiet. And for me, I moved to Brooklyn where it was quiet. I moved to Flatbush and I was like, yo, I got to be in the noise. I need like <laughs> people and crowds and coffee shops, um, which is where I have now uh, in the East Village. So I'm thriving there. And then in terms of outside of New York, um, when I was in LA, I was in Hermosa beach for a little bit. And I think a brief taste of that was quite refreshing just to live by the beach. Um, but you can kind of have your fair share of it and be like, okay, now I need to yeah. sort of not yeah. be in a beach town anymore. Um, so that was just sort of a, a different change of pace. I think that was good and what I needed at the time. That's cool. Yeah. I have a, the classic question, which yeah, is when you watch it. the show, who do you, who are you, which one? Are you, or if it's an amalgam of who, like what characteristics of the four girls do you relate to most? Goodness. I, I automatically want to say Carrie, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm mostly Carrie. That's my, that's my gut response. Okay. Can you, do you know why? Or is it just the gut? Um, you do have a, you, have, you do have a Jira well, carry necklace. I have a, a carry moment that happened to me, which doesn't necessarily make me carry, but it was so specific that when it happened that it, it really has stuck with me. So I had a nameplate necklace, not this one. Like, it was, I was in a relationship with Chris Knopf yeah. for many years. <laughs> um, I actually have run into Mr. Big a few times in the city, oh, which yeah. has been also oh, a wonderful moment. We'll have I was, like, to running. talk about that. Yeah. I ran into him in um central park we were both running we just like ran by each other yeah. and he was in my friend's building one so that was pretty cool that's wild but um my nameplate necklace my mom got me a really nice one from my high school graduation and i loved it It was my prized possession it was like double plated had like some cool diamonds in it and i went to college and one day i wore it out as i always did mm -hmm. and i woke up the next morning after a party and it was gone oh. and so i don't know if you guys have gotten to this part yet i don't think you have um in the series but uh, Carrie at one point loses her nameplate necklace and finds it in her clutch. This oh, later, I don't think we have seen that. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be coming up. Spoiler alert! Not that that spoils anything. Um, Can't believe you just told oh, us that. I know. Um, but then, so I lost my nameplate necklace. Was devastated and ended up finding it at the house party that the party happened oh, yeah. at, and sort of like. I was like, this is my carry moment where That's I so rediscover funny. my nameplate necklace. So that doesn't necessarily make me carry, but I yeah, connect yeah. to her with that specific. That's, I mean, that's moments. pretty close. That seems like yeah. that's pretty close to a storyline. Yeah. <laughs> that's a better carry moment to have than you, you know, sleeping with an ex-boyfriend who's married Ooh, and then yeah, no, that having the woman find to. out and fall down the stairs and bust her teeth open. <laughs> yeah. Not so like great. losing your, your nameplate necklace is a little bit, yeah, a little, little bit, bit better lighter. than that. So I, on our Instagram, I scroll through pictures and I find, I take pictures during the episode and then I post them and I've been passing a bunch of Bridget Moynihan ones from that scene. And I went to bed the other night and I had a dream that I knocked out my front 14. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was from trying to choose a Bridget Moynihan oh picture. God. And that's kind of like losing your teeth dreams are very I, common. I mean, that's my most common really, dream. Yeah. Either really? that they're falling out or that they're loose and about to fall out. Uh -huh. Yeah. Very terrifying. I've had loose teeth feel out of control. Yeah. It does. Well, yeah. Or I don't know. We'll get on a dream. I just, I just that's, love I think that's what it means. out of control about those pictures and it was what happened it was that's so like, perfect is it this is, since that has to do with instagram what's it like any person that has like tons of followers like is it stressful is it something that you enjoy you obviously interact with your followers a lot yes and it's a job that didn't me. exist 
10 years ago. It didn't even exist when I started my Instagram account about yeah. four years ago. So yeah. it's pretty amazing to see the evolution and be part of the evolution. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it stressful? No, because it's my job and I'm used to it. And mm-hmm. I genuinely, genuinely enjoy connecting with my community and talking to them. And my whole platform is about empowering women to feel confident and to just learn to laugh at yourself and, um, yeah, just sort of share my life and all the ups and downs. So I do really enjoy that. I would say that having an audience opens me up to criticism and Mm -hmm. people saying mean things and fun fact, actually today, I thought it was, um, quite interesting timing. I got someone commenting on a podcast that I had been on Mm -hmm. before because I've been on, I don't know, 12 or so. And they're like, Jarrah's episode's the most cringeworthy episode. And I was like, wow, how interesting to get that comment about a podcast right before I come oh, and no. record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's just interesting, these moments that happen and it opens you up to this vulnerability. Um, so I would say that would be the most challenging part. Yeah. But for the yeah. most part, it, it's a pretty awesome job and I feel really grateful. That's to so have cool. it. Listen, if you left that comment, yeah. you hold your tongue. Yeah. Because she is our you guest right up. now. Yeah. You listen up. Yeah, don't Commenter. comment. You're welcome to listen to this podcast, but you got to be nice. <laughs> yeah. I, Thanks, guys. I had to look for a clip of stand-up that I have on YouTube to submit for this thing. Okay. And I, oh, no. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't, It's I have one comment. I didn't know there was a comment. Oh, and no. it just says, woof. <laughs> no. But that's the thing. We all get it. I was talking to my friend who has a product and it's available on Amazon after I got that comment today. And she's like, you should read through the Amazon comments. I've cried because of them because people are just so ruthless. So we all get it. That's like a lot of celebrities say that they like don't Google them. It's like the hardest thing to do, but they try not to Google themselves. They they don't read reviews about stuff and stuff like that. Totally. so hard. Yeah. Everyone's so mean. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's talk more about it when we get back and after we watch the episode Defining Moments. Sexy artist. There's jazz. Ooh, there's some jazz. All right. We're going to go watch (laughs) season four, episode three. Let's go. Yeah. Episode 51. Defining moments. Carrie meets a jazz musician while on a pseudo date with Big. Miranda tries to get more comfortable using the bathroom in front of her date. Charlotte is dismayed that Trey only wants to have sex in places where they can get caught. Samantha meets Maria, a lesbian painter at Charlotte's gallery, and questions her own sexuality. And now, back to the boys. And we are back. We're back. We just watched the episode... Man, seven days ago, right. <laughs> just watched it. Who, who wants to break? Who wants to break the news to everyone? Um, I, I can break the. We can break it collectively. We had a little snafu. We uh, we're re-recording. It's our first mess up ever on this podcast. Yeah, I'm really upset because I personally said some amazing. You things. really did. No, I'm just kidding. No, you did. <laughs> we had some good snap. We had we, some good snappy witty comments, but it's okay. Second time around, I think it's going to be better. Yeah, I, mean, I think it. No, I think it definitely will yeah. be. I think we'll eclipse. We'll eclipse what we had. Yeah, but we we were we were thirty. What was the one reference you had? Well, remember, I forget what you were talking about in the intro before we watched the episode, but it was something it was with YouTube woof. Video. A comment. It was a woof. comment. Woof. woof. Yeah. Oh, man. and I. But you know what? Actually, it's not woof. It's yikes. I know. I, yikes. I know. You had it. Oh, so tell the story again. Oh, Wait, where? How do we? Well, well first of all, yeah, we. First part already. <laughs> Wait, was that in the. That was, oh, that was, that was in, in the first intro. part. We're going to be we very didn't... discombobulated. Yeah. So we recorded this okay. originally a week ago and we got 40 minutes in and then we realized that the recorder had shut off. I might not have hit the button. I thought I did hit the button. It's gone. It's, it's hey, fine. The happens. good news is like. 
it would be we've had some guests that you're like you don't you you don't vibe with as much like if it was like James Andrew Miller, I feel like I would be so nervous to be like, can you come back yeah. next week? Yeah, you got the best yeah. person and for we it felt being so okay. Bad. Yeah. You were like, you have, totally yeah, fine. You've been so cool about the Aww, entire thing. Bad. Yeah. You know, life happens, mistakes, snap yeah. It's part of the process. Yeah, most people most people would be like, <sighs> but yeah. you were very nice about it. The good thing is, you know, we, you, we get to hang out again. Yeah, yeah so here fun. we are. John, um, let's see. You did a great job remembering. So a lot. This was last week. So yes. here's what we watched seven days ago. Mm. We did go through the the video and like Corey scrubbed his cursor at the bottom and we like saw snapshots of the yeah, scenes. So we've we've had a we've had a little refresher. But defining moments was essentially um, about defining relationships mm. uh, and. Um, Carrie wanted to know what defines a relationship. And uh, the stories were you have Trey and Charlotte who are kind of trying to figure out what they're like post-separation. Um, Trey is like all of a sudden really into her, really into sex. He's loving the way that ass looks in that dress. Um, and so Charlotte is um, you getting frustrated that all he wants now is sex specifically in public places and like places that yeah. are not the traditional places like the bedroom and whatnot um miranda starts dating doug the cartoonist played by jim gaffigan, gaffigan is in this episode and he is uh, a little bit too comfortable with miranda he is uh relieving himself mm -hmm. in the bathroom with the door open and several <laughs> several different um scenes and that's making miranda feel a little bit uh free at first where she tries to to meet him halfway and then realizes it's a little bit too too much definition for her samantha starts dating um an artist Named Maria, was it? Maria, yeah. She starts yeah. dating Maria, a female, and she's kind of figuring that out. And uh, Carrie is trying to define her new friendship with Big, the world's worst wingman. Um, and that's kind of where the where the show starts. It's Carrie and Big at the Monkey Bar listening to some uh, some jazz music. Some about boot up to jazz. And she meets, she meets uh, one of the jazz musicians and the, uh, the the next Thelonious Monk. Yes, the the king. What's it, who's it played by again? I knew his uh, uh, Craig Bierko. Craig, yeah, Craig Bierko. Who, uh, he's character. like been on tons of stuff, but he's a real jazzy guy. Yeah, he's a oh. cool cat. He's he's. <laughs> He's one of the coolest cats. I mean, he Absolute can he can groove. He can groove. Big even says groovy. At yeah, he right? right? does. I will say there is anytime I've seen someone with the stand up bass around New York City, I'm just like, you have got to respect that because that dude. That's like the hardest instrument to carry around. Like he's walking around yeah. with a flute Not to case. Play, to yeah, carry yeah. yeah. It, I don't know the skill level of operating it, but to get it from place to place. My question is, how do they train you to play the stand-up bass? Do you start with the violin? Because like you can't just put a six-year-old with a stand-up bass; it'd fall it's on him an and squish him. Question. I feel uh, like true. there's beginner. I mean, I feel like people start. I feel like the middle range one is like viola because it's a little bigger. I think yeah. violas are even a little easier to play than violin. Do you think like there's any six-year-olds that are like, I want to play bass and they're like, you have to start with the viola and they're like, like I want to play <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. You yeah. have a height requirement. Yeah, exactly. Play it. Yeah, you have to be. Th you have to be this tall and this groovy to play the stand-up bass <laughs> and wear this fedora. You have to own this many fedoras exactly. in order to play stand-up bass. Yeah. or kangaroo hat. Exactly. Like that's someone who plays the stand-up bass. They have a, a music amusement park, and they get up. They're like, "You did reach the uh, height." 
limit, that's good, but you're not groovy enough. Sorry. Can't ride the roller coaster. Your groove level. Apologies. Your groove level's not good. I feel like this is a a wild generalization, but most bass players have my build. They're like bigger. Yeah. Maybe like be a little bit relaxed in their diet from time to time. I mean, it's a taller. It's a big freaking instrument. Yeah. When you see like a real one, you're like, that is, you cannot be like, listen, if you're, if you're tiny Tim, get a cello. Okay. Although, we, we can't have you here. <laughs> Although when you say bass players, do you mean like bass players or stand up? I'm going to just say both. I'm going to say both. Cause I would, I think there's a couple stand up bass players that are like lanky jazz cats that look like shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Okay. I could see a few of those dudes. They got like a little bit of chin fuzz, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of bass players are, they looked like the male version of Daria's best friend. Who's remember with like the glasses and like the real Daria, like, like the cartoon? Yeah. I don't If I pulled I, up a picture, you'd be like, that looks like a bass I think player. you're on your own mountain here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be on it. This Who's the guy? Mountain. Randy Jackson. That's from, uh, that's yeah, from, dog. yeah, yeah, dog. He's a bass yeah, player. Is he? He, he played bass for Journey. Oh, yeah. Dog, I didn't know oh, that yeah. dog. Yeah. I mean, he's got that build, I feel like. He played for Journey? Yeah, he played for Journey. Huh, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, that's true, the right? Yeah, yeah. So, know. okay. So she, she dates this guy. What's she attract? Like, we kind of already know like what happens because they just have a two, two date thing, but she's hanging out with Big. Who's, who? Carrie. Wh- who Carrie. was? Carrie's hanging out with Big. Yeah, but who is like a whole different side of Big in this episode than we've seen he's before. essentially a child. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Usually he's composed. He's like, he holds himself professionally. <laughs> he was doing like all sorts of eyebrow raises. Yeah. He was making fun of her. Yeah. Oh, the he phone was, call that he did with her was <laughs> so good when he just makes fun of Because I feel like that's kind of as the audience members were thinking like, you got to poke fun at this jazz guy a little bit. Oh, he, And I feel like Noth just like bit whole hog into a different side of big that is not the billionaire like cool he's not a cool cat jerry have you ever had um like a a a boyfriend like that where where they were professional big one day and then like something set them off and they were like child big the next yeah but i want to say in in a more positive light because Mm -hmm. i'm such a goofy silly person Mm -hmm. i find whether it's in my relationships like with a boyfriend or relationship with a girlfriend or or my mom even i'm really good at pulling the goofy side out of people so yeah i think that i've had like a romantic relationship in the past where they're a little bit more serious on the outside and then sort of behind closed doors or as we get to know each other more we get the goofy side out but not sort of like the childish side that we see with Big, which is a little extreme in yeah. this episode. He was really Even though it's funny. business. Yeah. He, he Jekyll and Hyde's really hard yeah. in this one. But he really, the phone call is one of the best because I forget exactly what he's saying, but it's like, but jazz man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he kept on calling him uh, pork pie. That's he's pork, yes. pie yeah. <laughs> pork pie. Hey, pork pie. I think, I mean, what's funny is like they're trying to present that they have this like friendship mm-hmm. and even at the chat and she, she's like, what? We have friends. We're like, but it's like, if you're truly friends with someone, you're not going to be jealous because they like someone else. So it's like, I'm stating the obvious, but clearly they're not friends just because you're clearly. not fucking does not mean that you're well, friends. I mean, that's a good question. Well, where are your, where's everyone's thoughts on that? Can you be friends? With an ex. Have you mm-hmm. seen When Harry Met Sally? No. No, I haven't. You can't. <laughs> All I know is I think you can. 
Is that? I think it's it's quite challenging. I think people are in the minority who are able to do that. Yeah. But I think it's possible. Well, first of all, how X are we talking? Are we talking like serious relationship X or like few dates X? Well, or like I, I or like three months X? I think the more months you got, the it's more, more challenging, challenging yeah. it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> because, I, I mean, you hear of people who were married and then they divorced and they're like, marriage wasn't right for us, but we're still friends. True. We're still going to raise our kids together. So, and I but, think that I think the kids thing puts a thing in there where it's like, we've got to do this somehow. Like we we if we want to positively raise a kid, then I feel like that's another check where you got to like you got to put a couple things in the back mm-hmm. burner. I think there's some people that are like. I don't really talk to my ex-husband or wife anymore. There's no kids. I wish them well, but like, but when you have a kid in there, you got, you have to interact. Or a dog. Or a dog. dog. I feel like we're kind of trending though towards, and this is maybe uh, a ridiculous statement, like, like more of a woke society where people like may realize like we weren't necessarily compatible as a relationship, but we can still totally be friends. I mean, I, two of my closest girlfriends are not just friendly, but very much friends with yeah. their exes. So I just have that top of mind. Yeah, like, wow, totally. that really is possible. And they had some pretty intense sort of long relationships and they yeah. were able to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, I would, I think like the, the key is like, it's all, it's all like one by, it's all one by one. Like there's no like rule. So I think sometimes when people hear like, Oh, you can be friends with the next, they apply it in general, but it's always, Case by case. It's always case by case because, you know, like even with two people that are, and also it depends on what people mean by friends because it's like, I don't know, after friends with eyebrows. Go out and like see a jazz show together. (laughs) But if somebody, if this episode came out and someone was just like, oh, you know, Jira, I'd be like, yeah, she's, we're friends. But it's like, that's different from, the time that Corey and I spend together. Sure. Because so Kevin and I's breakup was very tough. Oh, it was very goodness. tough. Glad you guys can be friends. You guys have gone on overnight friendship retreats together. Oh, yeah. yeah it's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nashville? I did, this, same bed. Same bed. Same bed. I just have to... Pillow talk. Did someone ask on Instagram or social, like, which one of between the two of you has the best laugh? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and I know what the answer is. It's you. It is. It is. <laughs> it's 100% you. It's it 100%. Is and and it, you is Kevin. And it's Corey speaking, saying Kevin has the more distinct laugh. And I see, Distinct or better? Well, the, that person said I think the person better. on Instagram said better, they, they said better. Just say louder. Yeah, what they meant <laughs> yeah. was... Listen, if we're going to get into... <laughs> if we're going to get into quality, then, you know... That's, Different conversation. Yeah, you know what? Mm. Listen, all wines are good. It depends on your taste. <laughs> Some people like natural wines. Some people like two-buck chalk. Yeah, Trader exactly. Joe. And you know yeah. what? There's nothing wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. They, have, this is they have really bad taste buds. But <laughs> full <it's>, body. <laughs> that is have fruit you, forward. Have you always had that laugh or did you develop it? And I, the reason I ask is because in high school, I was like, it would be really funny if I had an Eddie Murphy laugh. So I just started laughing like, <laughs> and then it became real. I actually. Do you still laugh like that? No, but there was like a good six months where if you made me laugh, it was. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, I will. I used to work at, I, I used to intern at UCB at Upright Citizens Brigade and I would watch shows every Friday night and I would notice comedians there. People that were like in the comedy community doing shows there have a certain laugh where they want you to know that they're laughing at something. So they'll be like, there would be people that were like in the comedy community that go watch stuff and they'd be like, (laughs) 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 and it would be like, oh, and they were laughing because it was like, I respect that move that that person did. Uh, But then you couldn't really get them to like, I wondered, I was like, what's their real laugh? Cause you would just be like certain comedy people would have the most obnoxious laughs 
But I think it's because they were trying to be noticed. Did you know what I heard when I heard those laughs? What's that? Jazz, baby. Ooh. Cool jazz, daddy. Just like some pork pie. pie. Just a different type. <laughs> I hear jazz all over the place. You know, yeah, even with dumpster trucks. Garbage trucks. In yeah. New York City. I mean, it's everywhere. It's in our, it's in oh, our blood. I want to talk about Miranda and Doug, the cartoonist. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's, I let's, would like to talk let's about talk this. About, let's talk about open Ooh. door. Speaking uh, of the comedy community, yes. Jim Gaffigan. Let's talk about Jim Gaffigan. One of the greats. So... Uh, one thing, one. Do you know how your like parents have like certain things that they just always say? Sure. And like, you I thought you were gonna say, do you know how your parents like have certain things? Mine always crapped with the doors open. <laughs> this is this is what it's about. Whoa. One of the things that I just like, I feel like my parents don't remember. <clears throat> like every time they think it, they said it for the first time, but I remember them saying all the time. They would just be like, "There, when you're in a relationship, it's important to keep some of the mystery there, and I don't think it's good to leave the door open." Because people don't realize, but when you get that comfortable, it can make you less sexually attractive to your partner. And well, that's an interesting point. Shitting in front of them all the time. That's an interesting point because something that I was thinking of to piggyback off of that is there's this sort of pivotal moment that I think happens in a relationship and maybe it doesn't mm -hmm. happen for some people, but the first time that one person farts in yeah, front of the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in that's season a, one of Sex and Sex. Oh, is it? Episode. Okay, I haven't there's seen it in so theory, long. But, yeah, but, go on. but no, I think it's so crucial because... It, it either happens or it doesn't. And so for some people, it happens right away. And for some people, it's like years. And then for some people, they just refuse to ever let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to ask people that in their relationships, like if it's happened or not and when. Mm. Yeah, I, I, would I have a great answer to that. Oh, that I think please. Already, oh, I would yeah, love you, to hear you, it. Yeah, tell your, tell your story, John. Yeah, I, I th my wife farted in front of me first. Wow, props. And I decided that I just wasn't going to fart in front of her. I'm, I'm a flatulent person. You're going to keep you the tell. mystery. So I waited until our wedding night. Oh. And right after we got married, <laughs> I was like, love you. You're my wife. And I got one thing for you. One more thing for you. And just let one rip. And how did she react? She loved it. She thought it was really funny. Hell now, yeah. not so much. Now she's like, <laughs> <laughs> now she's like, you have to say excuse you. And I'm like, I'm in a different room. And she's like, we live in a one bedroom apartment. You're looking at me. I'm like, sorry. But that's funny. That works because like, I bet you would never say excuse me before. Yeah. But now you're like, did it, does it set like a Pavlovian thing in your mind where you're like, oh, sorry, excuse her, me. Her thing is like, she doesn't really care. She's like, when we have kids, I'm going to want them. Like, I want them to have manners. So like, let's start now. Like, yeah. and I'm like, I respect that. All right, All right. I can respect that. I get so. that. I, I think it's like, it's not a huge deal. I remember uh, I don't like farting in front of other people because my farts are when they, <laughs> when they come out, like there's. Best usually, laugh and best farts. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it's not one that people are like. Ooh, what was that? It's usually a. It's usually uh -oh. a situation. Clear the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the the farting thing is interesting because it's like something that always happens, and that's why there's something beautiful about it. It's like oh, we're ourselves. Whereas this door thing is yeah, slightly no, different. This is another level. The door thing is it's like another level because it's <laughs> I'm taking a shit with the door open. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole I other would. Deal. Yeah, not about that. Yeah. yeah. I, bathroom bathroom stuff for me is like it's it's private. It's my time. I don't care if I'm married to you, if you're like my best friend, whatever. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna shut the door and be and do my stuff. But what then, about your relationship? Your 
Okay, with, well, with, with the fluff. Okay, so I I'm in a new relationship, so that hasn't happened yet. But there's one relationship in my past that I can remember. We finally got to the point where we could sort of talk about it, and it got to the point where I was like, "Why haven't you?" farted in front of me because yeah. it, you know it was, we're at that point where yeah. it should have happened i yeah. want to meet your parents and i want you to fart in <laughs> was front it of a me. red flag it no was it wasn't a red flag but i i think that i wanted to at some point but yeah. i felt like he had to do it first i don't know why oh, that's I felt so like funny it. um God, and what if you counted down and did it at the same time <laughs> oh that would take some coordination it really would i would have been impressed one person would that. have to be like holding that in but um one day i want to say it was a couple years it was not on a wedding night yeah yeah ever happened but he finally did it and it just felt like victory i remember i like was it a call and response were you like immediately (laughs) afterwards you're like level going you're like my turn (laughs) i forget what happened after i just remember that specific moment it felt pretty victorious after asking him to do it so funny was it was it was his like accidental no i think he did it on purpose finally i think i just begged him for so long i don't know why i was so infatuated with that is like one of those things where like when you're in a new when you're in a new relationship you're just like i want this so bad it'll make us feel so much closer and then once you're married for a couple years it's like really really like it's like it's like I don't yeah. know anything else like that. that there's like there's is, so many memes around this yeah. as well. Like I, I'm gonna totally butcher it, but something like you're with the person that you're seeing for 24 hours, and then one second later you leave and you automatically oh. release all. When like, I was oh, in yeah. high school, I remember just like getting in my car and it sounded like the it sounded like the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Oh just God. just like it was just louder than bombs every time after I hung out with my girlfriend in high school. It yeah, was just. And it was like, and there's always that thing when you hang out with someone where you're like, oh, my stomach's growling. I guess I'm hungry. It's like, no, you have to fart so bad. You had a bunch of shellfish. Yes. And And it's just like, oh man, I guess I'm still hungry. And it's like, we ate for two and a half hours. Yeah. I farted in front of one of my students and like the parents were like around (gasps) and I like just did it. And I was like, and then they're like. It smells, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you should have just blamed it on the kid. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Funny. Oh goodness. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he leaves the door open. It's funny because I feel like it's a perfect uh, example of what my parents said was wrong. Yeah, you know? like it starts out with peeing, and by the end, you you know what I appreciate and, though and is Miranda just- like tries to meet him there. Miranda's usually good for like trying to meet. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking about the guy that liked. Like she found the spanking video too. Oh yeah, yeah. She's oh, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's like not gonna just like no. Judge she you. she's gonna try open to participate up. with whatever the guy's into. Yeah, but this one was just a little too it far for her. Far. Yeah. yeah, and they I will say it credit to credit to the Sex in the City directors and editors. They went all in on the sound effects. The sound effects. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would think Should it I would just be a little it? bit like yeah, go. please do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I've always been so good at that. That was really and, good. And fun fact, I can uh, fart Are you going to do with your armpits? Your armpits? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Do you have to be wet? Mine always had to no, be No, no. Let's try it. Hold let's on. see. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. My mom's going to be so thrilled when I tell her about what I do. So <laughs> amazing we have Gafkin on the podcast yeah. farting for us live. Yeah. Well, have you done that in your new relationship yet? Either um, one of those? No, but I did it recently within the last month on Instagram on okay. stories. It got a great response. Oh, I was thinking of doing an actual video post with that's it. So but I forgot about it. To that's, that moment. that's one of those things that that is that's like a 
that's like a holy grail of talents in middle school. And yes. then you kind of forget about it when you get become an adult. Yeah. And it's really fun. Totally forgot it's really about fun. it. This is always the best one. The, the one you yeah. just yeah, yeah, I mean, feel free the, the if you want to. Maybe yeah. we all should do Two hands it. up. Uh, it's different with the mustache. Just, I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yours, has, so yours has both hands going. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Wow. Maybe this is my future. Oh, my gosh. You need to leave <laughs> the door do it, open. No, I can't. Try I have it. no idea even how to. Really? Yeah. Do you I remember? I use, like, my arm. Like, oh, do that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That has a different, like, quality to yeah. it. Anyway. Do you remember? Anyway. you remember? Oh, yeah. The loom call. <laughs> Ooh. I remember it being Good. similar to this. Someone always trying to do and it. And it would never, never work. <laughs> and then you have the one eight, the, the, the yeah. kid who could just nail the it. The one kid who was just, it was like he was playing a pan flute yeah. on the side of Penn Station and or something. And just spitting all over. Yeah. Everyone. The word, yeah. Um, let's talk about Trey and Charlotte. Yeah. Loving, loving the new dimension to Trey. Love yeah. that he's in the new. I thought he was gone, and I, I'm glad he's not. I feel like they, I, I feel like they took. He's just like more of a real human. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were just going to end it with him being like the weird, like. But there's like more and more to him, and I, I guess I don't think that they're totally going to make it as a couple. Yeah. But there is something that I feel like they took his character, and were like, we can be done with this guy. Carl McLaughlin and get a new person or if they were like no you know what like there's still more of that story to be told mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm I'm liking it it's fun I think it's kind of realistic for there just not to be like this hard cut off mm-hmm. with their relationship yeah. and it's it's you know I feel like we also got to see nice Charlotte pull a Alanis Morissette to Dave Coulier and go down on Trey in a theater oh wow that's true <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I mean, all if you think about then. Dave Coulier, like, cut it out. He's a little trayish with the all righty. They've got like a little kind of nerd side to yeah. both of them. It yeah. It's a little, little Lannis Coulier relationship. <laughs> what would your, um, like, saying be? Like, if you if you were um, a 90s sitcom character, ooh. what would your trademarked saying be? Ooh, I have mine. What would okay. it be? Probably like, as if, like something from Clueless. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Clueless yeah. vibes for sure. Yeah, yeah, as if. Oh, but that's not sitcom. But we'll uh, we'll take it. I'm trying to think what mine. I slept be. over. I went to a, a sleepover and we had full body pillows and we all like chose a girl to pretend it was and then we just humped it and mine was <laughs> mine was Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> that is that's not what I was. Your ninety your ninety sitcom character your your character go to is just bringing a pillow in and humping. <laughs> As if you just someone says that character's she said catchphrase, as if, and, just, and then you bring in this quarter me directly memories. back, and I was just like, oh, I was like, I need to wait. Did you guys do that? Pillow. Did you do it in front of each other? You were like, no, it was like we each had, it was over at a friend's house, and there was bunk beds, and we were like, who's your girl? And I was like, Alicia Silverstone, <laughs> and his was Lacey Chabert or something. Who was it? I don't remember who that is. She was in. She was in Lost in Space. Lacey Chabert. Why are you sharing? Like, that is so, <laughs> so right, weird. So many interesting turns of this conversation. Thank goodness we're doing it a second time. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. I, we did, we didn't get any public total pillow babe. humping the first time. <laughs> Lacey Chabert, total babe. You remember her? Oh yes, I no. do. She was in oh. the scary. Wait, was Lacey scary movies? Yeah, but she kind of almost looks like she kind of looks like uh, Stacy Dash a little mm. bit from she was Clueless. In Party of, she was in Party of Five. 
and she was in Mean Girls. She was one of the Mean Girls. Oh, there we go. That's uh, what I think. In the world of, of Tiffany Amber Thiessen's and Jennifer Love Hewitt's, you're going to go with Lacey Chaper? <laughs> Don't. No, mine was Alicia Silverstone. All right, and my other Lacey. one was, oh, right, was right. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm not judging you oh, as yeah, hard as whoever, whoever pulled the Chaper card. That is that is a bold move. K-Flick. Really? K-Flick pulled it? <laughs> you know what, though? I bet at the time it was like Lacey Chaper and people were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Party of Five era. Yeah. yeah she was a, yeah, she was, she right. was a smoke right. show. Still Oof. is. Um, we, we still have to talk about Samantha and uh, Maria. Oh, what yeah. Are you, what, are you, what are our thoughts on, on Samantha? Maria, Maria. <laughs> she remind me of a West Side Story. <laughs> Played by Carlos and... Ooh, that's some jazz. That's some la Pork Latina back. jazz. All righty then. So I think, um, <laughs> I think that it's not a surprise that her first real relationship, because it seems like it's going to continue, yeah. is like one that it's like, ooh, not just like her mm. and some other like dude. This, this yeah. is adventurous. So do you remember much about this when you watched the series originally? How the relationship unfolds? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Interesting. Are we in for a, a roller coaster? Um, I don't think it's a roller coaster. No. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. It's, like, um, it's a small world after all. At yeah, Disney. I think so. I think it's <laughs> it's, it's refreshing to see Samantha commit to someone. Mm -hmm. You know, usually her stories are such one-off characters that has just, there been any commitment up into in the last couple she had seasons? like the guy with the small dick and then the yeah, guy the like, season one. she was with him for a while she okay. was with like the angry guy for a while um but who's the angry guy wasn't it like wasn't it like a really angry guy that she was with maybe. for a couple episodes or maybe it was just a one-off maybe uh, but something that we should talk about is like how samantha showed like true blue side when she, oh, when, yeah. when Carrie left the Ooh, table yeah. and she the turned mama on bear big moment, Ooh. and she yep. was just like, "Do not mess with my Carrie." And she and almost kind of like pulled big in, like, yeah. "Are you guys together?" And then, and did she? Did he say, "No, we're not together"? And yeah. then she was like, "You better be careful." Because did yeah. you guys think that he, she was going to make a move on him? Yeah, I totally oh, thought. I didn't get that. I thought at all. That? No, I thought that no. was. I thought that was like her, like putting the bait out there. And then when he took it, she was like, Trapped. "Listen." Oh, gotcha. I didn't pick up on that. That went. Right I got over it for one second, but it freaked me out because I was like, <laughs> "Why well, was I was like that'd be the most fucked up move of all time." Yeah, God, yeah. Great. But yeah. she she pulled the opposite card where she just went full on. I mean, that's the kind of friend you want in totally. life. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. What what was Big's response? It was kind of just brushing it off, right? Yeah, but then we see the interaction that Big and Carrie have once yeah. Carrie comes out of the bathroom and he's sort of standoffish. And I think he's kind of realized, like, oh shit, I shouldn't really be messing with Carrie yeah. in this way. I think he kind of it was like sort of brushing off, but it was like really kind of put him in his place. Yeah. It was kind of like he went to go find his date and be like, Hey, we're gonna get out of here. Stop doing cocaine and let's leave. Oh, yeah. He had, he had like the random model. Yeah. He, he, was, was, he just always finds these random models. He said she was a supermodel. Random supermodel. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, if you have. What does he do? Does he do finance or does he do uh, he real estate? Stylist, though. The, I'll tell you that. I think, he, I think he, he owns the men's warehouse. I think that's what his job is. Big and tall? So yeah, yeah. He owns big and tall. Mr. And he, big and tall. Mr. Big and tall. That, he owns Mr. Big and tall. You're going to like the way you look. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's such a true to life New York character because there are people that wander around and you're like, how the fuck do you have all this money? What is your yeah, like, deal? What do you do? What do you actually do? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he doesn't seem to have the discipline that is and the stress level that is necessary to be 
it, an investment banker. Right. No, I think th- I think the people that are really rich are just like a little bit out of touch. Like the people that are like really wealthy, like probably aren't the most stylish people because they're like, they don't yeah, care. they're like, it's a suit. And they're right. like, you're like, oh, try this like crazy cocktail. And he's like, I'll just take a $45 martini right. made by this really old guy that's worked at the steakhouse for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it's that level of money. So that's, that's who big is, I think. Yeah. Yes. W- what do you think is, do they ever say what his job is? Uh, let's say he's a business. Let's say he owns a business. What is the business that he owns? Ooh, good call. Uh, We're he, probably going to get like blown up on Instagram. Like I'm sure they probably mentioned yeah, what he does. Probably know. They compare him to Donald Trump. So does that insinuate that he's like in, in the show? Thing? They compare they him to do Donald in the Trump? first episode. Yeah, first episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. they say he's like the next Donald Trump is what they say. Okay. So that so maybe he's in real estate. He's a real professional no, insulter. <laughs> I think he has a show think, on ABC. I think he has a show on ABC and he yeah. and he just dresses people down publicly on Twitter. That's no, he job. hires them. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> he owns a staffing agency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're hired. You're hired. And You're hired. He's just like, he's like, you think I'm going to work with pork pie over here? <laughs> you see him? I saw him. Uh, Get out of here. You're hired. Also, speaking of big, when he, they're on the cab together, he just goes, cabs are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is his level that he's like, oh, hey, yeah, I have my own fucking driver. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need You're to a take big, a Corey's a big cab person. I think cabs are bullshit, but Corey's oh, big. What do you big mean? Yellow yeah, cab no guy. cabs. Oh, Mm-mm. you're very. Not about that life. Yellow cab supportive. Well, yeah. Well, part of the reason I took one from your apartment last night, because every time I tried to take a Juno, which I'm also very Juno supportive. Juno's great. great. Juno. What is Juno? Juno is, it's like, it's like Uber, but all the drivers have to be rated higher and it's always cheaper. It's okay. always. And I, not as of late, but well, for a while it was. It's definitely not if you use the XL one. Mm. You guys don't care about this but the thing about it is that it's cheaper and the drivers get more true so the drivers are like rated higher and usually are happy because they're like thank you for doing this right i'm getting more money but i get yellow cabs sometimes because they don't take they don't take two then five then seven minutes to Mm -hmm. get to you Mm -hmm. i hate i hate like calling a thing and then it's like cool thanks for coming from washington heights to pick me up in brooklyn (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'll see you in two hours yeah i think cabs are bullshit i'm with big on this Mm. Why? I have no opinion. I take the subway. Cabs aren't <laughs> cabs aren't bullshit. Change my mind. <laughs> if I mean, if one goes by, I'll I'll flag it. But I think essentially, you just lost your argument. When you no, when you, <laughs> you when, just laid if down. one goes by, you lost. But when you think about one of the biggest, most tectonic plate shifting things oh, in yeah. New York City, completely is being able to say, "Oh, I'm in this bar. I'm going to call a car," and then you're like, "Oh, sweet, I have six minutes." going to finish my beer. And then you walk out and you have a private driver take you like that is mind blowing. And we were here during the shift, some which would, is kind of crazy. Some would say it disrupted the industry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I would say it was a disruptor. What's that? That's what, that's like what they said. That's what they yeah. said. Uber. They're like Uber disrupted the industry. Oh, yeah. It's the same way like Spotify and Apple music. It disrupted yeah. the music. I mean, industry. it's disrupted it so much that like businesses are now striving to be the Uber of water delivery. Completely. It's like, yeah. Which is like, what's the, the point? Cleaning like, of yeah. tissues. Like, yeah. the, you know, I think exactly. Uber, Uber is the Uber of Uber is the Uber, the of, water Uber of refrigeration. Dude, maybe that's, that's big probably started Uber. He would work at a place like Uber. And be uh, like, he's and he's like, cab, he's he's like, like cabs are bullshit, it. and he's like, I'm gonna figure my way around. I feel this. like, I feel like Big like owns Banana Futures or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. he owns like a level of industry where it's no, like, right. it's like, it's like a level beans. of industry that you don't 
you will never really understand. And it's, it's higher volume. I met a guy, higher, higher dollar than anything. You I met a guy understand. a few months ago. He like buys iron ore. Yeah. He literally does. And he's super rich. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I do. I do beans. And I was like, I heard like tariffs are like affecting you. He's like, they've been fucking us very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. lately. Oh, and I was like, see, and then we were talking about comedy and stuff. And I was like, see, I need like, it's so dumb to go into the arts. You got to get into something like beans. beans. Yes. Everyone needs beans. Yeah. Fun fact for it's you. True. I recently told someone my handle, cause we're talking about Instagram. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. your handle? My yeah. handle is Jara bean. And yes. they thought I said jar of beans, jar, jar of beans, which in, is not my handle, but kind of want to claim it. It's my <laughs> new handle. I'm, I'm taking it. Jar of beans is out there. I think jar of beans with like, some underscores exist okay but it, it's blank but Wait, apparently there a- is something on facebook that like shows all these different containers that beans are in not just in a in a can like mm. weird things okay so feel free to go look that up cool. yeah. check out jar of beans jar of beans on facebook jar it might beans. be weird i have an instagram question do sure. you have a personal maybe you can decline to comment but do you have a personal instagram that's like because it's weird the line between your business and whatever. Is there one that's like, this is for my friends and family. It's not my business. I do you have a personal account? It was my original account that mm. I had whenever I first created yeah. Insta- an Instagram account for mm. myself. Um, I post perhaps one time a year on it. Oh, okay. Yes. Versus my, my main Instagram account, I'm posting one to two times a day. Usually. Right. So yeah, it doesn't really get a lot of love. The personal Got you. one. Gotcha. Do, do you uh, map out your like Instagram? Like, are you sitting here? Like, do you have a calendar or is it's, it like all come to you just as you're living your life what i find to be challenging is that i do want to plan Uh because obviously that makes life easier to plan and and map your content content out in advance what i struggle with is that my account even though it's my job is so personal yeah that i find when i post in the moment that's the most authentic Mm. whether it's something sort of topical like oh this is what i'm up to today or this is a struggle that i'm going through right now so to Mm -hmm. plan that out in advance helps me with my time management Mm -hmm. but i can't plan out what i'm going through in yeah, the moment. Yeah. So totally. I sort of struggle. A, so yes and no. Who do you think out of the four women would be the who would be the one that would be set up to be an influencer out of the four if you look at all four of them? Oh my God. Well, I mean, like in, terms, successful. in, Great terms, question, of, in terms of Thank fashion, you. Carrie, definitely. Sure. I mean, she's got the closet. I don't know how she affords it. No she one has does. The closet. Um goodness, I feel like uh Samantha comes to mind just with how open she is and like mm-hmm. talking yeah. about her life. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that pops into my head. So yeah, I'd say Carrie for fashion and Sam for just talking about all the things. Yeah. And Miranda just for following her friend's baby pictures yeah. or something like that. She's she barely no post, ever but you always get a like she's from like, her. She's like a troll, like with being judgmental. Of <laughs> it's that. All the time. No, <laughs> I love Miranda. It's that in the Miranda posting about her tough mutters that she does all the time. <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. She definitely, she definitely. Um, but I also feel like Charlotte has. There's like a whole. I feel like this day and age, like there's kind of a different type of influencer for almost every little thing. So I, oh, I could yeah. see Charlotte crushing it on like the whole like Hamptonsy, like definitely dappered up J Crew. Yeah, I mean they would type. all have their own niche. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I could see Stanford going next level on Instagram. I like I could see him just growing up some sick memes, like you know, crushing it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's Stanford. We haven't had much of him in a while. We haven't seen him Wait, in a while. This? Stanford Blatch. 
Carrie's gay friend, bald. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Willie Garson. Yeah, he looks like Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did we cover everything? What else do we need to cover? I think uh, I got everything on mine. I have Menage a Taxi. Oh, that, that was a Minaj great taxi. line. Um, Kevin, we need to talk about your handwriting. Can you understand <laughs> what you wrote? Yeah. Really? I said if Gaff was on the toilet. <laughs> so with, no, you can't with the mug. Yeah, I mean, no, I can't really. This is, <laughs> listen, this is a fight I've had with my mother for a long time. And I, you know, I whatever. Just well, leave me like, alone. Whatever, man. Well, be, I, I have one me. question for yes. you guys. And it's it's the last line of the show. Was it an important one in terms yeah. of sex in the city and li- life in general? And I think the last line was something along the lines of what ultimately defines a relationship is another relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're asking us. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you agree? I think, yes, I think so. Because I think the answer is context. And I think it's because, well, yeah. And I think it, yeah. Huh. Huh. (laughs) No, I think it's true. I know what you're saying is true. Yeah. It just seems like it's the first time I've ever thought of that. I feel like I say this a lot, (laughs) but like, no, I think that it's like my relationship with you is very different if we meet on the subway but then you know our friend Shanae. And mm-hmm. so then it's like, oh, we have it's a whole a lot of shared experience. Yeah. So let's say I know a girl that I'm interested in, but then I don't have like, oh, but I also have this other person. So it's like anything that you any any anything that you're like, it depends on what the context of your situation yeah. is. Sure. You know what's, you and know that's what's what's happening with with Big and Carrie and Jazzman. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just thought of this based on what you asked, that it's kind of crazy that since life, this sounds like I'm high. I'm not, it, but it's like your life only happens basically beginning and end. And so it's kind of crazy that the, every relationship you have is the context of all the ones that came before. Yeah. And if those were in different orders, that could be such a game changer. Do you know Whoa. what I mean? So it's always, Whoa, that, Whoa. Is, that is, that is crazy. It, it, just because like, yeah, yeah. Like, and so you can't, any relationship that I ever get in from now on, even if I am completely over it, there's something having to yeah. do with the past few relationships yes. that I have. Yeah. You um, can only I was going to say something similar to you that I think that your life experience is made up of a sum of all of your relationships. So mm-hmm. I think, yes, your current relationship will always be defined by the relationships that you had past. So there's like I a philosophical that- principle. I think you would know maybe more of this, but it's like, you can only know things in relation to other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're talking about your relationships. Like you can only understand your next relationship in the past experience that you've had with every relationship you've had. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, if you think about a baby, a baby developing, everything is brand new to a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get older and you're like, I've seen all this before. Got so much baggage. Just give me television. (laughs) That's all I want. Tara, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. And it feels very relevant for my life right now because I'm currently in a relationship and I was just having this conversation with someone. While you guys were farting. While we were farting. (laughs) (laughs) No, no farting in this one. Um, Just how much I'm so appreciative and grateful and thankful for the relationship that I'm in. Because when I compare it to past relationships, Mm -hmm. I kind of think, like, whoa, Jara, how did you allow yeah. these past things to be okay? How did you allow yourself to be treated in a way that yeah. wasn't really up to a certain mm-hmm. standard? Yeah. And so I do think it's not that I'm wanting to compare this relationship to other ones, but I do so in a positive totally. light because it makes me feel so 
uh, happy that yeah. I'm with who I'm with. That's right so now. awesome. I think my wife and I talk frequently about just how easy our relationship is compared to relationships that we've had in the past. Yeah. Like when you find mm. your person, it's just like, mm. this is the easiest thing that we've ever done. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard. Yeah. It's not stressful. It's not difficult. It's just easy so mm, like that's that. really great you guys have the best marriage oh, thanks. You, really you really do it's great um all right it. let's do our uh, cosmo, cosmo rating, cosmo rating. Yeah. do you guys have yours yes. i've got mine i've got mine you have, you yours have mine from, i got mine let's five. say them all at the same time okay five four three two four point five four same z's I said I was 3.5. I, I was 4.25. I said 3.5. Ooh. Going low. You know, wow. Come on. I, I could, maybe Kevin, I could have gone higher. Why don't you Kevin start? start. Uh, okay. I would say, uh, let me, mine was on maybe on the high side. Maybe I regret that, but I'm not changing it. <laughs> I will say Trey, what they're doing with Trey's character is very impressive because I really sold the show short last season of like one dimensional and it's really an interesting arc, especially for Charlotte and it's taken some turns and actually making me feel for both of them more, especially seeing Charlotte get some of her hopes up. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I like that storyline. They're going a little deeper with Samantha. Um, and then I just really appreciate, uh, the whole, the whole jazz thing was funny, but I really appreciate how they're not above just a massive, fart sound is just like <laughs> in a way like that that is a hard thing to pull off because it's yeah. so base and so just like mm-hmm. why don't we just not go full whole hog on like the <laughs> the uh the sound effects so with I, I don't know you had good stuff happening and then just really like low low grade stuff too so yeah. i loved it 4.5 uh i gave mine a 4.25 i really like um seeing goofy big um i i loved seeing Samantha in a relationship that's new and different. And I also loved seeing Mama Bear Samantha. Um, I think I could watch a reality show TV show in which um, Samantha just confronts guys on dates when the girl's in the bathroom and screams at them. Um, so it was a great episode. Mm, Charlotte thing was like a little bit not my favorite, but um, Gaffigan Miranda was was great and probably actually would have given this one a little bit higher if I would would have rated it like less than seven days ago. But four point two five, great episode. Three point five could have maybe gone higher, but the reasons for the low points are the the Tao dinner got a little boring to me, and also it was I mean it made sense that it was like hey let's all sit at a table together, but it's it's like a little convenient to be like hey Carrie's here with the jazz guy they eat together. I don't know maybe that happens in in real life. I'm sure it does, but um. But people eat together. You know, it's what happens. <laughs> but but it just that that last scene seemed a little long. Mm. Trey Charlotte thing was interesting. Love seeing a decorated cab, like when they go past the the Indian cab driver and then it's all crazy decorated. I feel like that happened mm-hmm. more in the day before Ubers. That mm-hmm. was one thing we lost with Uber. And that's why I'm pro cab. But uh more candies now. Yeah, well, that's true. And bottles of water. <laughs> so many crates of water. Um I mean, I think I love seeing Childish Big. It was oh, child, yeah. Childish Big Bino was the best. He was great. <laughs> He's super funny. The pork pie jokes were great. Um, uh, the Miranda Gaffigan thing, Gaffigan's the best. But I guess I think that there's going to be even better episodes. This one was like very solid. So maybe I could have given him a 3.75, yeah. but it wasn't hitting it out of the park for me. 
I'm going in with a four. Love guys. it. Love Purely it. for the eyebrow winkity wink Ooh, raise. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that that's not the reason. No, I did like that moment. Um, I guess just on a higher level, I just appreciated the episode. It just seems like a metaphor for all of sex in the city and our lives with what defines a relationship or what lack of boundaries or set in stone boundaries define a relationship. And I think it's this ping ponging back and forth between definition and lack thereof that we're all dealing with in our lives and then very much so in Sex in the City over the course of several seasons. So I think it was just this larger theme that um, they're constantly coming back to. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this was so much Here, fun. Thank you for doing thanks this. Thanks for thank having you. me, guys. I'm, I'm twice. Yeah, Can we for, do it again next week? Do, yeah. <laughs> Come on back. Standy date on Monday. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Jira, uh, Jira.bean, J-E-R-A dot B. E-A-N on Instagram. Not Jar of Beans. Yeah, I was going to say, can people also yeah. find you? Are you the daughter of Mr. Bean? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. No, I wish. That'd be kind of interesting. You talk more than he does because he doesn't <laughs> yeah, talk he doesn't at all. Talk. Yeah. If you like fashion, if you like women's empowerment and humor. Yes. Very funny. Occasionally. We were just talking about your humor on your Instagram. Yeah, You're trying to funny. show it more. Thank you. You are very um, Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, and guys, go, I don't know, do all the things. If you haven't rated or reviewed us, you're, you don't fully count as a listener. Yeah. You're being such a pork pie. <laughs> so rate and review our podcast. Get out there. If you like jazz, hey, review us. Real quick, before we end, favorite jazz album. Everyone go around. Kevin, favorite jazz album. John Coltrane. Which one? the blue what kind of blue that's miles davis i gotta go with charlie parker which one three okay cool jira which one i don't have an answer mine would be john mayer kind of blue (laughs) (laughs) all right hi guys thank you so much thanks bye the bradshaw boys stars Corey cavin john sieber and kevin james doyle the show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>